Hello, everyone. This is Colin, and welcome to our podcast for the second Sunday of Easter. And our services this week are at Yetam at 10 and Morbato at 11.15. Things are starting again. The craft group meet on Mondays with the coffee morning at Yetam Kirk on Tuesday from 10.30. The Kirk session will meet on Monday and that's at 7 o'clock in Yetam. The prayer group meet on Tuesday at Linton at half past six. And the Guild AGM and War Battle will take place on Thursday at two o'clock. With the funeral of Kenneth Sibold at Yetham, and that's at 12.45 in the church and thereafter at the, the cemetery. And the funeral of Jacqueline Kingsley will take place at Horselaw at one o'clock on Friday and thereafter to the crematorium at three. Our call to worship, in life, in death, in life beyond death, the risen Christ is Lord. In success and discouragement, in fear and in hope, the risen Christ is Lord. In church and in community, in our hearts and in our homes, the risen Christ is Lord. And so we gather to worship in his name. And our first hymn is the hymn, This Joyful Easter Tide.
and thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. God of yesterday, today and tomorrow, we rejoice in this new day that you have made. We praise you for all the beauty that surrounds us as spring takes hold with lambs and calves in the field, flowers blooming around us. We praise you for your son Jesus and the power of new life promised in his resurrection. We praise you for your spirit and work in human history to restore and redeem our hope with that power of new life. God of steadfast love, we worship you and claim your gift of new life, even in the face of doubt and danger. Our praise and honour and glory be yours. O God of might and mercy, in his resurrection, Jesus promised to be with us everywhere and always. Yet we confess that we are sometimes uncertain about your promises. We doubt the promise of resurrection for our own lives. Upheaval and anxiety eat away at our peace. Forgive us when we struggle to trust your goodness and your steadfast love for us. So hear and believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven and set free from sin and sorrow. In Jesus, God offers us a gift of peace. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ fill our hearts this day. And now we say our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen. And our first reading is from Acts of the Apostles in chapter 5, and reading from verse 27. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, they said. Yet you filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand and as prince and saviour, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Amen. And we turn to John's Gospel and chapter 20 and reading from verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked, Jesus came and stood among them and he said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. 
As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed in them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger where the nails were, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. And the hymn, Christ is Alive. One, and we sing from verse 1, 2 and 5. And we have our weekly prayer. Everlasting God, as Jesus appeared in the log room to show his disciples the beginning of a new world, so draw close to us. Like Thomas, may we examine the wounded hands and the feet of Jesus in order to know and understand the depth of his love for us. Thank you that as believers we have life in his name. Amen. Life is sometimes unfair. I'm sure we'll all agree to that. Always think of that on this Sunday after Easter. It's sometimes called Low Sunday, coming the week after all the celebrations of Easter Day. And on this Sunday, we traditionally remember the disciple Thomas. And Thomas really gets a raw deal. 
He's called Doubting Thomas, and that name has stuck. And it seems so unfair. All the other disciples had deserted Jesus at the time of his greatest need. Peter had even gone as far as denying him, not once, but three times. They'd all let him down. But somehow only Thomas is branded with his unfortunate title, Doubting Thomas. Scene one was the evening of Easter day. Mary had been with the news that she had seen the risen Lord. You might have expected a scene of jubilation, but far from it. The disciples were huddled behind their locked doors, and they they were terrified. Terrified they would be linked by association with Jesus and arrested. Terrified to brave the streets. Also, they were lost. They were leaderless. They were still grieving. And the news of Jesus' resurrection, they obviously didn't know what to make of that. Couldn't quite believe it. And it was into the scene of fear and doubt that Jesus appeared. He gate-crashed the party. He showed his wounds. He spoke words of peace, and he breathed forgiveness upon them. But Thomas wasn't there. Maybe he'd drawn the short straw and had been sent out to buy some food. Maybe he needed a break from such doleful company. Whatever it was, he wasn't there. He missed all the excitement. And there's nothing worse when everyone else shares an experience and you miss out. He dismissed their talk as hysterical and said he would only believe if he could see the wounds in Jesus' hand where the nails had been driven in, put his hand in the spear wood in his side. Scene two. The disciples are together again, and this time Thomas is with them. Jesus appears and stands among them. And the risen Lord shows his wounds to Thomas, and that's important. The wounds hadn't disappeared. He still bore the wounds. And he says, blessed are those who believe without seeing. And Thomas responds with one of the the greatest affirmations in the Gospels. My Lord and my God. It's unfair, as I say. For Thomas has shown a healthy questioning, but also he shows faith. Maybe he's the patron saint of all who test and explore our human existence. And indeed, legend has it that he took the gospel message right across the Indian Ocean to India, where there's still a strong church that sees his roots in Thomas. Scene three. And it's really immediately afterwards. And for this, we go to the Acts reading. For these tired and defeated and terrified people that we met in scene one are now completely transformed. 
Where they had been behind locked doors, now they were out in the open. Where they had run away and instinctively denied knowing Jesus, now they're openly testifying in his name. Where they had feared, now they are fearless. And they were fearless because they believed. It was a complete transformation. And the disciples, to me, are proof of the resurrection. As such an inarticulate and fearful group could be the very ones who would turn the world upside down. There's a scene four as well. And that's now. And the characters in scene four are you and me and Christians everywhere. It's people like Christians in Ukraine rising above all the pain and destruction to be a resurrection people and proclaim faith. Christians in Egypt where a priest was killed only a, a week or so ago in the streets of Alexandria. But the church still seeks to be an agent of healing and reconciliation. It's Christians rising above their situation and proclaiming in life and word their faith in God. Jesus still stands among us and calls us to be an Easter people in our scarred and wounded world and to love it and keep loving it and seek ever to bring Christ's peace. Amen. And now we'll have hymn 432, How Often We Like Thomas. And let us pray. We thank you, God, for the many ways you provide for our needs, for air and water, for food and shelter, for work to do and rest to sustain us. We pray for your creation, too often at risk because of the choices we make. Help us care for the earth and all its creatures and all our relationships. Show us how to cherish the gifts you've given and protect them for future generations. We thank you, God, for family, the families we were born into, the families we married into, the other families who welcomed us into their midst. We pray for those who've lost family members, or have lost relationships, or lost touch. And for any who know pain within the family circle, we thank you for friendship, for friends who have supported us through months of pandemic, and those who bring joy and wise counsel. 
Help us extend the gift of friendship to those who are experiencing isolation and loneliness and grief. We thank you for the peace and freedom we enjoy. But pray for those who know neither freedom nor peace. Those living under oppressive regimes or in conflict zones. Those who fled their homelands in search of safety. We think of the situation in Ukraine and keep praying. Think of Israel and Palestine and tensions there. Give us courage to stand up for people who cannot stand up for themselves so that they too will know freedom and peace. Thank you for the church, for our congregation and its leaders, for all who volunteer time and talent and energy to the work we undertake in Jesus' name. By your Spirit, guide us and inspire us with new insights into mission and ministry. We pray for all other churches in our communities and in our presbytery and the sense of mission that guides each one of us into service. And in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts before you. Amen. And our final hymn is hymn 409, Jesus is Risen. And this is a hymn from Tanzania. And it's quite a nice, good going one. Now, people of God, go in peace to be an Easter people in the world. And may God's blessing of love and joy and peace from Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. <laughs>